when you are an entrepreneur, whether you're single or married, you start off being the quote unquote chief everything officer, Say which is again. not sustainable. You start off being the chief everything officer. Let me tell you what that means. My friends, my sisters, whoever's listening right now, you are the cook in the beginning you are the secretary you are the marketing expert you are the person trying to figure out legal terms and conditions you are the one trying to figure out what your brain is going to be it's all these things i'm ashley white the host of joy on the journey podcast a weekly podcast all about defining finding and maintaining joy on the journey of life I have promised transparent and vulnerable interviews with women like my grandmother that inspire me. And this week is no different. I'm excited to introduce to some of you and highlight to everyone the one and only Gloria Archer. Gloria is the founder and managing partner of Evolvesis LLC a Houston-based organizational change management firm specializing in business and IT transformational projects. She is a change management subject matter expert, y'all. She has scoped and staffed numerous projects, impacting thousands of stakeholders worldwide. I'm talking about spanning the globe from the States to Australia and every country in between. And the key to her success is helping others adapt to change. And this is something we all need. Gloria, I am so happy that you have joined the podcast. I'm thrilled to be here today, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Y'all, I met Gloria on a panel at Willow Avenue Baptist Church for the Financial Empowerment Ministry. I found myself on a women entrepreneur panel. <laughs> and two of the women that were on the panel, um, you all got a chance to meet one of them. Her name was Carol Guest and the other uh, was Gloria. And I was blown away by their wisdom and knowledge. And I have been wowed <laughs> that they have graced the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here, Ashley. I can't emphasize it enough. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. So I am very, very curious. We ask every guest, we start the podcast, giving the full scope of the meaning of joy. Mm. How do you define it? How does it show up in your life? Mm, given the scope of joy, how would I define it? Um, I would say that for me, joy is when you have that, that inner sense of fulfillment um, and peace, regardless of what's happening on in you or even outside of you, right? Um, it's kind of like that joy where it's, it transcends all understanding, if you will. You don't have to have something happening to be joyful. Um, and for me, it's a supernatural experience mm. is how I would define joy to me. Mm -hmm. A supernatural experience. Mm -hmm. And when did you come to this definition or ex supernatural experience of joy? Mm. Great question. Ashley, for me, I can remember almost specifically, I know the year for sure, the first time that I really mm -hmm. experienced true, sincere joy. 
and it was the year of 2011. Mm. It was a season at the very top of the year where I had hit rock bottom. I mean, complete rock bottom. Um, at this stage of my life, I was 31 years old. I was a single mother of a 14-year-old. All my life, a long portion of my life, I had just just really focused on just striving and climbing the career ladder and feeling like, oh my gosh, if I just get if I just get this title, then I'm going to have joy and peace. Mm-hmm. If I just make this much money, then I'm going to have this joy and peace. If I get this kind of a relationship, then I'm going to have joy and peace. If, if so many things, right? And I finally realized, it took me hitting rock bottom to realize, Gloria, it's not even about those things because I actually obtained all of them at the same time. And I experienced a moment where I felt the worst I had ever felt in my entire life. Mm. I was just miserable. I'm like, God, I've got the job that I wanted now. I've got the title. I've got the huge increase in pay. I've got the quote unquote relationship that I thought that I wanted and I'm still miserable. And in that year, the following year, um, that year was the year that I began to get more intentional about just trying God sincerely this time, Mm -hmm. because even though I grew up in church, my mother and father were huge um, proponents of raising us in the church. I didn't really have a true genuine relationship with God myself And I actually took a year sabbatical and people thought I was crazy. I took a year sabbatical the following year um, to just really focus. A year sabbatical from church or from work? From work. I took almost a year sabbatical. So this fast forward to around March of 2012, Mm -hmm. I decided, you know what? I need to take some time off because I'm not okay. Everything was just, I'm like, I'm not okay. I need time to focus and I need to be able to hear where I'm supposed to be in my life. And Ashley, when I tell you, it took me almost losing everything that I thought defined me as an individual Mm. to really, truly discover what joy was. And I realized that joy was a gift that I could embrace if I just chose to. Um, it, It was the first time I was like, God, I was like, at this point, I had ended my relationship. I, I walked away from a six figure, uh, a six figure salary. Um, I even put on pause at this time. I was pursuing my um, global project management professional certification. I put it on pause. I was like, I just need to hit a serious reset button to focus on me. And Ashley, when I tell you the type of peace and joy mm. and fulfillment that I experienced that first time, There is absolutely nothing like it. When they say that no one is going to fulfill you or give you joy like God, that is the God's honest truth. You're not going to find it in a job. You're not going to find it in people. You're not going to find it if you, quote, unquote, look a certain way. It is a gift from God that we can literally tap into if we choose to receive it. Mm. Oh, Gloria, that is so, so powerful. It's the truth. So powerful. And the strength and conviction to step away. Yes. Can you talk about having those conversations with one, your management, within mm. your family? Because mm. there is a <laughs> an expectation mm. from yes. people once mm-hmm. you've reached a certain level that this is just what you're going to do. You're going to constantly continue to pursue 
Oh, yes. Mm. What were those conversations like when you began to tell them, this is what I need from me? You know what, Ashley, for one, they were quite surprised by it. Um, for one, because my family knew that my personality was one where I was always like ambitious, always striving. And their thought too was, well, Gloria, well, how are you going to take care of Kayla? You know, mm -hmm. you know, you're a single mom, you know, like, how are you going to do that? And I know when I spoke with my mom about it, though, she was very supportive of it um, because she understood that at the end of the day, if you don't have peace and joy, then you're not going to be living life with, with purpose and intentionality anyway. So the conversations with my family, some of them were surprised by it, but my approach was, or my, or my, my inner thinking was, I'm not even asking you for permission. Mm. And I really don't care like what y'all think. Like I really do not care what y'all think. Okay. And, and my friends, because you know, a lot of my friends, I've always like, especially in my professional career circle, I've worked with individuals who are like, you know, a higher ranking positions. They have the nice cars, a nice name brand, this and that. And they were like, well, Gloria, you're at this place now, you know, you can get all these things too. And you can get this, you know, go ahead and move for this next pr uh, promotion within your company. And, I was just like, no, because I know that I am living a lie and I am trying to be free. Those things are not making me happy. Then they're not bringing me joy. And you know what? If you're really my friend and if you really care about me, then you will support me in this journey. Same thing with family. And if you don't, if I have to lose you to gain my joy and peace, I'm okay with that too. Ooh. And so that's how those conversations went. And Ashley, let me tell you something about our creator, God, and how wonderful he is. When I tell you that Kayla and I, my, my oldest biological daughter, that we didn't miss a beat hmm. in that year, that I live off of about 80% less. But when I tell you, oh, my God, how God took care of us, not a single bill got missed. As a matter of fact, I paid up quite a few things ahead of schedule, Okay. Kayla did not want for anything. And I knew to myself, I was like, God, I thank you for this gift. I thank you for honoring the obedience for me to listen to your voice saying, daughter, I'm giving you an invitation to get some rest. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you an invitation to get some rest. Because again, at this point too, a large portion of the previous 10 years, I had been working a full-time job. I had been going to school while being a single mother. I was in a relationship that I felt like I wasn't appreciated. I had become an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And on the surface, when people saw me, they thought, oh, my God, they, they, th they thought I was so happy. But they didn't know that I was living a lie, Ashley. I was living a lie. And I was desperate. I was like, God, by any means necessary, by any means necessary, what I'm doing is not working. I got to let this go. Mm. And that's how those conversations went, Ashley. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, Ashley. Absolutely. Thank you. And I, I think so many of us have been called to rest, mm. called to lay things down. Mm. But in the busyness, mm. we can't hear the stillness of God. Oh, my God. That is so true, Ashley. And so thank you. Absolutely. We're showing the impact and and the provision of God. 
that he will still provide when we rest. He is even a greater God when we lean into him. Oh, God. Thank you for that. I love how you put that. Mm -hmm. It's my pleasure to do it. I Mm -hmm. want to share this testimony so that other people can know that our God is real Mm -hmm. and he can make our less more. There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. No question. Amen. Yeah, this is good. This is so good. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I'm trying to make sure I don't get too emotional either when I think about it. That's the season. I just. Oh, no, oh this is so good. So I want to talk about how you got interested in being a change management expert. How does one say, hmm. Of all the things, all the topics in the world, <laughs> change. I am going to become an expert in change. Oh, that's such a wonderful <laughs> question, Ashley. How did I get into the world of change management? To be very transparent, I wasn't even seeking it out um, okay. intentionally. So I had been working with uh, my employer at that time for about six years. I was a fresh college graduate student. And I was like, you know what? I'm ready to get out of the admin field. I want to break into like, you know, the marketing area um, and get into that space within my career. And an opportunity came available within a company where it was a focus on, um, it was a a supply chain transformation project. It was a half a billion dollar project where it was going to impact over 5,000 employees um, company-wide, multiple geographic locations. And they were looking for a communication specialist and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm like, I've been and, and it was a project based role. OK, now keep in mind, I had been with the company again for about six years. I had never worked on a project basis at up until this point. But I felt like it was a step of faith for me because I'm like, I have an opportunity to apply my skill sets in the marketing space. My undergrad is in marketing. Um, my major is, is business, uh, business administration. I'm like, I've got a chance to be exposed in a different way and learn under some pretty fantastic people that were on this project because there were approximately 100 individuals on the project team geographically dispersed. And I'm like, you know what, let me just just step in. And in the course of me accepting that job, I was, um, I I was, uh, my company, that my company sent me to a ProSci certification training. Mm. And ProSci is one of the most recognized change management certification programs. And in that training, actually, it was one of the best trainings I had ever been to in my life, where in simplistic terms, it talked about, you know, how everyone navigates change through these five areas, right? And depending on how, how well they rate in these categories is going to determine how, how prepared they are for the change. That, and it's called the ADCAR model. The A stands for how aware is a person of change. The D is for how much desire does a person have to change. The K is for knowledge. How much training do they have on how to change? A is for the ability to the bandwidth, psychological bandwidth, mm-hmm. um, physical bandwidth to change. And R is around the reinforcement, the sustainability of change. And the training taught me that, you know, the, the higher or lower a person ranks in those areas, that's going to drive how we navigate an individual, a department, collectively an organization to move to move to, to adopt change in a positive way. And when as I was going through this training, I said, you know what, this is a, a methodology that I can we can even apply in our personal life. Yeah. You know, when we think about 
you know, for example, we I like to use like um, uh, my oldest daughter, for example. I wanted her to make up, make up her bed, right? She had the awareness of it because I kept telling her about it. Her desire was low because she felt like it was a boring thing to do. As far as her vitamin K training, Kayla knew how to make up her bed. As far as for her, the other A, her ability, her bandwidth, according to her, she didn't have the time to integrate that change because she had so many <laughs> things to do. And as far as for reinforcement, it wasn't really being reinforced. I wasn't doing a good job of holding her accountable for it, for that new way of, um, of changing and making up her bed. And so when you're intentional in those areas, it can really help people move from resistance to a change to a more positive way of change. And I became fascinated with it because I'm like, you know, I was working on a project that was going to impact people's jobs. Mm. They were going to some people were going to possibly lose their jobs. Okay, some people were afraid of losing their jobs. And I said, you know, I like this methodology because it allows me to help people navigate change in an empathetic and in a compassionate way. Um, where we can uh, where we can give them the opportunity to even partner with us on a change journey versus change happening to them. Mm. And that's just a passion of mine because, first of all, I just love people. I really do. Um, I want to help in any way that I can. And change management, I know that in businesses we're seeing it. I mean, with, with yeah. AI, change is something that's going to be constant. It's, it's no project is ever the same. And I love this field because it gives me the opportunity to meet so many different types of people and to help people, even instill a sense of um, confidence and esteem to realize, you know what, you know what, even if this change, it, it, you know what, it might change your job a bit, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's likely going to change your job a bit. There's even a possibility that some jobs might be eliminated, right? But you still have an opportunity to grow and evolve forward to where you get to develop some transferable skill sets that know where to, no matter where you go, you're valuable and you can still thrive and move forward. Don't let this company dictate to Ooh. you, you know, what your career path is moving forward. So I love that. That is so interesting. And thank you for giving us that framework that we also can adapt can adopt ourselves of when we are facing change mm. being able to say how well am i meeting these these four or five criteria mm. yes i want to ask as you are helping these companies can you tell automatically now mm. when it's like ah oh, they're gonna struggle <laughs> <laughs> oh what are some signs like oh they're going to struggle with this change. Oh. And on the flip side, mm. what are some signs? It's like, oh, they got this. Oh, I love these questions. Great question. Ashley, let me tell you. Yes, it has gotten to the point now where I can tell pretty much early on if a company is really serious about change. Mm -hmm. And here's a couple of ways that we can decipher that. When I'm reaching, when I'm having a conversation with an executive sponsor. And when I say an executive sponsor, I'm talking about someone who has the authority to mandate change enterprise wide, right? When I'm having a conversation with them about their future desired state and that executive sponsor can't tell me concretely what success looks like mm. and how they're going to measure it. It's normally an indicator that they're not quite as serious about the change oh that's good another way i can tell um even faster now if a if an organization or if an executive sponsor or client is, is serious about change or not is when i ask this simple question is change going to be mandatory or optional 
And you'd be amazed, actually, how many projects I've worked on, both as an employee in the past and even as a consultant business owner, where the response has been, you know, well, you know, we don't want to make it too hard on, on them initially. And we'll, I'll, we'll ask the question, okay, but by when does change need to happen? Because if it's optional, then change is a wish and it's not a priority. And I cannot make that happen for you. I'm here to help you facilitate the desired outcome that you're looking for. But if you're not serious about, and I don't say it that way, of course, but if the executive, when I can see the executive sponsor, the executive sponsors even are not serious about mandating change, then I know for sure, for sure that they're not serious about the path forward. Mm. Lastly, I will say this too. When we, when we communicate to the executive sponsors what their role is in change, the importance of them being visible and active sponsors, casting the vision, um, periodically checking in, frequently actually checking in with the organization to let them know where change is, where, where change is headed. When I can quantify and see, okay, listen, over the past six months, the executive sponsors have only attended 20% of the update meetings. Okay, in the past six months, the organization has only received one communication from the executive sponsor. Okay, you know what? In the past six months, 20 decisions have been raised to the executive sponsors to make a decision on. They haven't responded. Those are telltale signs mm. that the executive sponsors and the organization, they're not serious about change. I can tell it. We can tell it really quickly now. That is it's so good. And as you were speaking, I was thinking about myself as my own executive sponsor of my life. Mm, I love that. And you were saying how you can tell if change is going to happen if the executive mm. sponsor says, well, it, it's optional. Mm, yes. And so how often do we say, well, I'm going to do a thing or I want this thing to happen, but I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> wishy-washy on... Well, I'm going to start next week. Oh, yeah. I'm not really consistent on my check-ins with myself. Mm. I, I, you have checked me <laughs> as, my, as oh, an executive sponsor of my own change management. Oh, gosh. And going back to the table saying, sis, <laughs> look in the mirror. Am oh. I really serious about my own change management? How realistic mm. are my goals mm. and the things that I say I want to do? Oh, that's good. Ashley. But I'm not consistent at the things that are going to accomplish them. Don't you're in good company, Ashley, because I've had to check myself on the personal side of this too. So that was, was going <laughs> to be yes, my next question. I have to check myself too. <laughs> How, as a doer, Whew. right? This is what mm. you do. You are change management. Mm -hmm. expert subject matter expert <laughs> but is it hard is it easy or mm. hard to take that hat off when mm. you come home oh oh gosh Ashley that is a wonderful wonderful question because the reality of it is it has been and oftentimes it is challenging you know it's it's one thing when I am helping to facilitate change for you know, someone else. It's kind of like, I think it's Olivia Pope on that show. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, okay, you can fix everybody else's. Oh, yeah, yeah. She but when it comes to me, <laughs> oh, it's a whole different situation now, okay? And I have to be really honest with myself and um, say, okay, Gloria, you've been saying, for example, like, I'm going to use my A1C, for example. Mm -hmm. um, for those who are not familiar with A1C, that's an indication of, like, you know, diabetes levels or whatever. I love sweets. 
Okay. I'm crazy about sweets. But if I'm saying, okay, Gloria, you know what? I want to get out of pre-diabetic range and I've been having a piece of cake every day. I'm not serious about change. <laughs> it's a wish. It's a wish. Or you know what? Okay, Gloria, we want to get out of debt by this X time frame. If I make decisions where I am either purchasing things that I know that are out of budget, I'm not following it, then I'm not serious. Mm -hmm. So what I have to do in my personal life, what I've, what I've discovered when has helped me when I'm trying to make a change, especially a significant change, right? I like to get my accountability partners because they're now my executive sponsors. They're part of the, they're, they're, they're watching me. They're going to hold me accountable and they're going to look at my KPIs and say my key performance indicators and say, Gloria, okay, listen, you know, we're, we're approximately three months away from go live. I'm going to say, for example, for having a lower A1C, Gloria, how, how many times per week did you um, exercise, Gloria? Gloria, how many times this week, how many sweets have you had, Gloria? Mm. Um, Gloria, you know, how many times, you know, um, have you put down the soda, for example? I'm just giving some, yeah. some scenarios here, right? And that helps me to become more intentional about the change in my personal life mm -hmm. because I know somebody is watching me yeah. and they're paying attention. So those are some techniques that have helped me to navigate change or I should, and I should even say planned change mm -hmm. because there's a difference between how we navigate change. And I'm even thinking about this right now as we're even talking, there's a difference between how we navigate change when it's a planned change versus an unplanned change yeah. that we're navigating in our personal life and even in, in work life. Mm -hmm. I want to talk, sense? yeah, no, that completely because, you know, I think about death. It's a whole yes. lot different mm. when um, you know someone is transitioning. Yes. You can kind of begin to write the obituary. You can mm. kind of begin to prepare others and make mm. I don't know if it's gonna happen this week or next week but just be prepared yes. versus just getting a certain phone call oh god that's and your so life true, just actually. instantly changing oh god um, so no absolutely there's a difference with how change impacts us mm. oh that's good how it impacts us yes but the reality is change will happen mm. but if you have certain skills Mm. they do kind of cross over like what I love what you were saying of having an accountability partner mm. the same thing with those un, unplanned changes having someone to talk to when those unconventional unplanned life altering life shaking things happen having that yes. person to talk to and saying sis woo, life woo. is doing a number oh my god Mm, 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 mm. Doing a number. Mm. I'm not doing well. Mm. Check on me. Because, and being honest and transparent. Yes. And having that person hold you accountable to are mm. you telling me the truth or are you telling me what you want me to hear? Ooh, ooh. Now, that part right there, that part right there, am I telling you the truth or am I telling you what you want me to hear? That's, that's, that's deep right there. Yeah. I want to ask, with every change, there also comes opportunities for doubt and worry. Mm. You are an entrepreneur. You mm. have stepped out of the corporate, I was going to say safety net, but there is no yes. safety net there either. <laughs> but you stepped out of the corporate arena and you have started your own entrepreneurial firm. Ooh. 
Why did you choose to do that? Oh, Ashley, that's another wonderful question. Why did I choose to leave at least the perceived safety net? Because yes. a lot of us do have that perception, right, mm -hmm. of corporate America. You know, for me, Ashley, it was, a, it was several things. For one, I knew that if I continued doing this profession as, as either an employee in the industry space mm -hmm. or even as an employee of a consulting firm, that the, the probability of me getting burnt out mm. was 10 times higher than me having ownership of like scoping out the types of change projects that I took on. That was the first thing for me. Right. Mm. And again, I knew back in 2010, at that time, my daughter was 14 years old. I knew at that time that I was going to form Evolvesis. Okay. I knew it because when I was an employee, we would hire outside consulting firms, um, the big four consulting firms like Accenture, Deloitte, um, to help us with change management um, activities. And I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I can do it as a consulting firm. And I want to do it in a way. I want to employ consultants in a way to where they have more balance, work-life balance, and how they're doing this time-sensitive, demanding profession, right? Mm -hmm. I knew for sure that I wanted to do that. And I knew that it was important that I had a work environment that was conducive to me being a single mother. I wanted to spend more time with my daughter. I realized, I said, you know what? I have been so busy striving and spending so much time because I, I didn't want Kayla to experience the socio the socioeconomic woes that I experienced as a child. Because I grew up under very modest financial circumstances, right? And I was so busy striving to make sure that she had the things, the, the tangible things that she wanted that I was like, okay, well, Gloria, you need more time with your baby. And you're not going to, and she's, and she's quickly approaching um, 18 years old. If you keep on working like this, you're going to miss the moments and the memories that you will never get to see again. Mm. So I felt like I knew in my spirit that going the entrepreneurial path, I would have more control of my schedule, the flexibility. And also as a minority, specifically an African-American woman, I wanted to be a role model. I wanted, I wanted at-risk young adults and teens to know that, you know what, you can come from a not so polished background, if you will, right? You can have challenges like becoming a teenage mother at 16 years old, and you can still soar to heights. You can even create a successful business. Even with you being being minority, in, our, in my case of being a black woman, you can do it. Don't let anyone tell you differently. And so that was a lot of my shift. It was around flexibility, role modeling to at-risk young adults and teens because I was certainly one of them, which you can aspire towards. It's not the footprint, but here is an example and how you can get there. Mm -hmm. And I wanted my baby to, I wanted Kayla to know, mm -hmm. this is an option for you, okay? There's absolutely nothing wrong with working an eight to five job. It's an honorable thing to do, but I want you to know that this is an option for you if this is a path that you choose. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of the reason why I made that transition. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you had the the vision in 2010, mm -hmm. but when did you open the doors? So that's a great question because th it was a journey to transition from being an employee as a change manager mm -hmm. to becoming an actual full-time change management business owner, right? So I started building the infrastructure for Evolvesis parallel to becoming what was called a temporary employee, where I did, I started doing projects on a contract basis, but I was an employee, a temporary employee for like a staffing agency 
for example, right? Mm-hmm. That was from around 2012 all the way up until 2015. So I continued doing those projects behind the scenes to have a, a stable source of income for Kayla and myself. But again, all the while behind the scenes thinking about, okay, what kind of processes do we need to have in place? You know, who is going to be our target market? What do we want our brand to look like? How will we pitch ourselves? What types of consultants do we want to work with? All those those dynamics were being worked on. And so then in 2016 was when I said, okay, I'm getting ready to take another step of faith. I'm getting ready to take another step of faith. And I have no intention of going back to work for anyone mm. as a W two employee on a whether it be a traditional full time employee or on a um, or on a um, project basis, and Ashley, let me be very honest with you, y'all. This entrepreneurial path it is a faith walk. Let me mm. tell you, it is a faith walk. You're gonna have to make some serious sacrifices in so many areas. Okay, so in 2016. That was when we were experiencing a downturn in the Houston market, at least in the oil and gas industry, mm-hmm. right? And I couldn't, I was having a hard time getting clients. And so, actually, 2017 was the first time that we got the direct Evolvsys contract, where it was not operating under someone else's brand, but it was working under the Evolvsys brand. But we actually had to get our own attorney to come in and help mm-hmm. us negotiate the contract. And we were able to get a contract with. Um, at that time, that company was a, was a was also a multi-billion dollar company. So that was 2017. 2018, 2019, again, consistent focus on Evolves is getting those direct clients. But I do have to admit that in between 2019, in between 2018 and, 20, and the end of 2019, I did take two more W-2 projects that, that were shorter in nature. They were about three months. But then when the pandemic hit, let me tell you, something happened on that W-2 project in December of 2019 where I was like, that's it. Mm. Like, that's it for real, for real. Like, I am now going to go full throttle with this. Let me tell you what it was that that really pushed me to say, okay, you know what? I'm really going to, I'm getting ready to let go of my crutches. When the project had a need for a change management, um, an additional change management resource, and they reached out to me to see if I knew someone that, that could be brought in. But they chose not to go with that individual because they were they had a relationship with another change management firm mm. and they chose to bring that person in instead. And they wanted me to kind of oversee their activities on that project. And I said, no, never again, because if, if, if I had been able to negotiate the contract, I would have had it set up mm-hmm. to where if we need to if we need to augment this team further, that person's going to come in through Evolves and we're going to staff it. So. From 2020 up until now is is when I have really, like, I have been full throttle. Like, it's 100%, like, evolves So that has been the transition at a very bird's-eye view level of the mm. journey. Yeah. I didn't just wake up one morning and say, well, I'm quitting, and now I'm going to start this full-time. No, it was, it's been a journey, a transition. Yeah. Does that make sense? You no, know, that makes complete sense, and I think it's important for everyone to understand mm that life has hills and valleys and curves and there is no yes. non-stop direct route anywhere. no <laughs> no 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 not at all not at all no i want to as we are coming close to our time i do want to talk about something that you mentioned um, that was so impactful to me 
you are married and you do mm. have some additional children. <laughs> Can you speak now to the importance of partnership mm. and mm. asking for the things that you need? Oh, God, Ashley, that is perhaps the most important question, okay? Because one thing that I have learned in this entrepreneurial journey is, and also being married too, when I when I was working an eight to five job, I took for granted the fact that I have a supporting infrastructure there, whether it be the cafeteria cook, whether it be someone who helps check the mail, whether the IT mm. equipment, the, the IT infrastructure is set up, the brand is established. Yeah. Hello, how about the fact that people will, will, will do business with their employer because they have a brand. You've got all this supporting infrastructure in place for you to do your job as an employee. When you are an entrepreneur, whether you're single or married, you start off being the quote-unquote chief everything officer, Say which is again. not sustainable. You start off being the chief everything officer. Let me tell you what that means, my friends, my sisters, whoever's listening right now. You are the cook in the beginning you are the secretary you are the marketing expert you are the person trying to figure out legal terms and conditions you are the one trying to figure out what your brain is going to be it's all these things and you start in the earlier phases of, of entrepreneurship especially once i got married too you start it's you start you, you you almost if you're not careful you'll say god why did i do this because i'm working harder now for myself than when i was with someone else and I've had to discover, I had to realize this is not sustainable. Get what you came here for. I came here because I wanted to have flexibility, freedom. I value learning. Ooh. I want I to I say that again to everybody. Whatever your path is, first of all, you have to remember, what is your why? Why am I doing this? Because it's going to come with, with, it's gonna come with sacrifices, y'all. I'm telling you. And get what you came here for. So in order for me to have flexibility, I'm going to need some help. I cannot become a slave to my business. I have to recognize that I'm a human being. I am finite. And at the end of the day, 24 minus 24 still equals zero. Eight hours minus eight hours still equals zero. So here is what I have learned to do as a lifestyle for me, okay? I embrace my limitations. Yeah. Okay? So when we have things that need to be done in the household or even at work, I'm thinking about math, okay? Listen, we, we, got, we, we have 20 tasks that need to be done within this week. Well, let's see how we can delegate this because guess what? I'm not going to have time to be throwing down in the kitchen like I used to. And I love to cook and I love to eat. Um, I'm not going to have time to be the one cleaning up this house and scrubbing all the toilets while trying to be, um, while trying to generate revenue for the business. I don't have the bandwidth or I don't even have the skill set, for example, to do certain things in my business because it's, here's the thing. While I might be a change management expert, I do not know everything. I'm not the best IT person. I'm not always the best marketing person, but there is someone out there who's excellent at it. And it's, it makes more sense for me to pay them a certain hourly rate that's lesser than the, than the amount that I would generate for a client than me trying to do everything. And that does not mean that I'm incompetent. It does not mean that I'm being lazy. What it means is that I'm being resourceful mm -hmm. and I am also helping other people tap into their gifts and their callings. Um, and it's also, you're doing your family a gift by asking for help. Yeah. Because how, what does it profit you to have a business 
if by the time you're done with it, you're burnt out, you're exhausted, you're walking around looking like a flamingo because you're all worn out, it don't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, don't even try it. Listen, if I can't say anything else, get help. As a matter of fact, when you start your workday, think about in your mind, even if you're not in a place where you can afford to hire someone just yet, think in your mind, okay, you know what, if money, if, if, if budget wasn't a concern, what are some things that I could, that I would like to delegate today or ask for help? that I can ask for help with in the future. Mm -hmm. You'll be amazed how that takes the pressure off of you. Or some other ways of getting help um, in, in being married. Even see if you can pro see if you can barter with people. You know what? Hey, let's say like a college intern, for example. You know, you you find a student who wants to do some marketing activities. You have a college student who likes to work out work with technology. You know what? We can't necessarily compensate you um, financially, but what we can do is give you a great educational opportunity with a, a great reference. We can even sponsor perhaps some professional organizations that you would like to join. But there's a there's a variety of ways that you can get help for yourself and your business where you don't have to be the one doing everything, and it's a win-win for everybody involved. I know I kind of went all over the place mm -mm, with that. No, that was excellent. But, um, but I, I can't emphasize it enough. Do not try to do everything on your on your own. Even I don't care if you're if, if you're just dating or if you're married. Don't ever try to set that unrealistic expectation. It's a great recipe to burn yourself out. Don't mm. do it. Oh, that's it. Don't do it. I needed that for me. Oh, thank you so so very much. I'm so glad that that helps, Ashley. Please love yourself. You deserve better than that. In overwork, in, the, in, the, in, in our society, we live in a world where you are applauded for, oh, God, I'm so busy. I work mm -hmm. 60 hours a week. Oh, I'm so busy. I was doing this. Oh, I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry. You know, I've got to get this thing done. And we celebrate that. And, and it's really backwards because you're almost celebrating someone for wearing themselves out, for being a slave to whatever it is that's got them in bondage like that you're celebrating this person for not being present with their life and being able to have a multi-dimensional life mm -hmm. you know you have to look at your business as this business is a conduit to my life the business must evolve and revolve around my personal spiritual needs i can't do i can't yeah. my spiritual life and physical needs can't evolve and revolve around the business. We got to make sure that we do that, Ashley. I can't emphasize that enough. A stroke at 29, you would have thought I would have learned it the first time, but that taught me, too, the importance of that work-life integration, work-life balance is so essential. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely. It's so important, so important. One of the things that I have over the last couple of weeks been adamant about is taking the sabbath is oh. making sure that on sunday the only thing that i am doing mm. is worshiping mm. serving in my capacity at, at, at church we worship together yes and resting oh that's beautiful oh and yes allowing my my mind to to come down to allow yes. my body to rest yes and mentally then prepare for the week yes but not do the thing not do the things y'all hear what ashley said <laughs> not do the things not do the things and but what that also helps me to do is as i'm mapping out the week mm -hmm. going oh well this is a long list of things let's map out you only have so many days and That's we got right. so many hours That's what right. on this list is a priority 
Yes, yes. Oh, that's great. What is the priority for you? What is the priority for my my full time job? Mm. <laughs> what is the priority for the pot? What is the priority for my passion, which oh, is the podcast? Mm. Um, and what is the priority for my family? Mm. All these things, all these different categories, and then how can I get this? What can be done? And then releasing the things that can't be. Oh, that's so good, Ashley. You said and, and then doing, releasing the and things release, that can't be. And I do that on Sunday before the week even starts. Oh, that's I so make phenomenal. a full list. These are all the things that I would love to get done. <laughs> I would love to get them done for the week. But being realistic about the time. Mm. Mm. And then being happy with, okay, this is Ooh. it. This is what I'm going to do and making sure that I'm then being intentional on the times that I set aside to do the things that I said I can't do. Oh, so God, thank you so good. much I for freeing that. us from not being busy. And I heard this a long time ago to stop saying you're busy and start yeah. saying I'm being productive. Oh, that's oh, that's so good, Ashley. Because being busy means you're just moving. <laughs> oh, I don't gosh. want to be busy. I want to be productive with my time. Actually, and my, so if good. I'm being productive with my time, resting is a part of that as well. Oh, my God. So thank you for yes. sharing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. It's my pleasure. In this final section, <laughs> it is the journey ahead. So as <sighs> a praying, seeking God's face, would you dare share your vision for your business, for yourself, for your family, um, however you want to take it, for the next five years? Ooh. Oh, that's a great question, Ashley. What is my vision for the business, for my family as I look five years out? I'm going to be very vulnerable and transparent here, y'all. Um, I'm going through some transitions right now myself, you know, going from um, having the kids at home to being um, some pretty solid empty nesters. Um, I'm now officially a middle-aged mom and um now I'm in that phase of my life where I'm helping to take care of my own um, um, mom and um, dad in different ways that I didn't realize, I didn't see um, coming, if you will, right? So as I look five years out, um, I, I think it's important for me to make room for um, life shifts that are going to happen that I may, that, that I can kind of anticipate, but then I can't anticipate. What's most important to me, though, when I look five years out for, I'm going to say on a personal level, I'm going to start there first, is I'm being more intentional about making impacts and reaching back to teenagers and, and at-risk young adults, right? Mm -hmm. um, I see myself um, opening up a program where college students or even high school students who are at risk, where they can come and even perhaps even in turn with Evolves, right, and get exposure to um, professional corporate America jobs that they may not necessarily get exposure to under different circumstances, right? I really, really see that um, for Evolves as, as I look five years out, really helping nurture them as they transition to prepare for their um, career lives. I see a lot of that. Um, on a personal level, gosh, our children, five years out, will have a couple that are going to be in their thirties, actually at that time frame. I see myself trying to make, trying to implement more family customs. And what I mean by that is like, for example, I want to start a thing where we're having like first Sunday dinners in the family, Aww. right? 
a lot of my a lot of our family on both my husband and our sides of the family they live here in Houston I've got about 50 family members here in Houston mm -hmm. as does he and I think that it's important that we be intentional about spending time together and learning more about our family history and mm -hmm. just being intentional about build, building those types of life lasting memories together those are some of the things that I can envision as I look out five years from now and I also want to be a mentor for those young adults and teens even in our immediate family and, and show them you know what's possible and what's to come Aww. I hope that answers yeah, your question no, actually <laughs> I want to come over one of these Sunday dinners yes <laughs> we would love to have you Ashley yes so if someone was interested in your change management services, <laughs> how could they get in touch with you? Or if they're interested in, they have a young adult that has mm. interest in internship, how would they, how can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. So to get in contact with Evolvesis, you can first visit our website at EvolvesisLLC.com. You can also email email us Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Standard Time at WeCareForYou at EvolvesisLLC.com. And when we say the number four, it's just the number four. So WeCareFor, ended in the letter U, at EvolvesisLLC.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn. Search for Evolvesis LLC and you can follow us there. And then you can also contact us by phone Monday through Friday, again, between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Standard Time by calling us at 713-425-3961. We're going to cut that for the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> All of this information you will be sure to add in the description of the podcast and of the video. Please be sure to add your, your comment, your favorite takeaway, how you're going to be intentional about your rest of being intentional about getting help yes. um, and being intentional about asking for the things that you need from the people in your life, finding an accountability partner. Yes. And let's all make sure that we are managing the change better in our lives. Thank you yes. so much. It's been my pleasure, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. Here this today. has been incredible, incredible, <laughs> incredible. You have blessed our lives in such a special way. It means the world to me. Thank you so much, Ashley. This has been good, y'all. So excited. <laughs> so please be sure to like share subscribe share 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 the episode with anyone that needs to hear it share it with everybody not just that needs to hear it. just share it with everybody yes. and until we gather again every single thursday may god increase your joy grant you strength for the journey and give you the courage to tell your story bye friends bye <laughs>